Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip you, our listener, with the helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. I'm Josh Clues, a wealth advisor with Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. I believe my calling in this life is to enable others to fulfill their own calling by helping them harness their financial wealth to their purpose in life. Please join me each week for market thoughts, planning ideas, and most importantly, intangible balance sheet discussions, which highlight the importance of all those things money can't buy and death can't take away. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast. Thank you again for joining me. This past week, uh, my wife sent me a picture um, that reminded me that uh, it's the 14th anniversary of my Ranger School graduation. So that started me thinking naturally about all the, you know, that time period and and how it was instrumental in the process of how I view leadership, and ultimately it's how it still influences my thinking to this day. And uh, I thought, you know, hey, for you know. I, just indulge me for a minute, but there's lots of overlaps in in how that process applies to what I do today. So, for those of you that may be unfamiliar, you know, Ranger School is a 62 day course uh, that's designed to induce uh, physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, and and force you to kind of continue planning, executing, and uh, taking the next right step. Uh, you know, as far as small unit tactics and infantry tactics are concerned. Um, frankly, I still think I could lay in, uh, you know, a hasty ambush, um, in my sleep. And, uh, I still think that planning uh, a raid after dark with sleep deprived people is probably one of life's most interesting, uh, endeavors. But I entered the school thinking that I would learn a lot about tactics, techniques, procedures, and, and things that I thought would prepare me well for Afghanistan. And to be clear, I did. But what I value more to this day is what that course taught me about myself. Those of you that know me well know that I come from a Reformed theological tradition, which tells me that basically I am uh, deep down (laughs) a a very lost, uh, sinful, and terrible person. Um, And Ranger School confirmed that, uh, to be sure. Uh, you know, I found, frankly, that I and most of humans are, are addicted to comfort, right? Um, you know, when you're tired, when you're hungry, um, or when you're in pain, uh, you, you tend to make very poor decisions and, and very selfish decisions. And you're shocked at some of the things that cross your mind, right? Um, and if you, if you disagree with me about uh, being uh, addicted to comfort, go camping and just forget something and, and see what, what that does to your psyche. So w- what is uh, this all got to do with financial planning, you're asking? I'm going to share with you just a few observations that came to mind as I thought through uh, the things that I learned in Ranger School and how they apply to being a wealth advisor and financial planning uh, as a whole. The first principle that, that comes to mind is what you think about becomes clearer. So uh, when you're cold, when you're wet, when you're tired, uh, when you're hungry, um, you, you tend to start thinking about all the obstacles, all the things that are going wrong. And before you know it, you're kind of spinning into this vortex of your own troubles mentally. And you, you start 
thinking things that, that aren't helpful. And then you start, worse yet, sometimes you'll see somebody like say those things out loud. Uh, and you're just like, oof, you know, it's, it's a, it's a cancer and it's just not, not a good thing. And so as you go through that process, you start to realize that if I can just focus on the next thing that needs to be done, the next task that needs to be done, um, the next thing that I can control, things get better. Um, things are more within my control. Um, that little voice inside your head uh, has to be coached. It has to be uh, controlled. And you have to start thinking about what you can control and, and taking positive, you know, just proactive steps towards that and get those little wins. So you have to think about what you're capable of and you can't let you know, the end result overwhelm you or keep you from making decisions ultimately. Um, Sometimes you had to just hang on for another mile. You, know, you had to hang on for a few more minutes, just one more day. Don't think about the whole process as it were. Um, you had to have the habit of just looking past maybe some of your present circumstances that you couldn't control and look at the next task that you could plan for and control. So when you think about this within the uh, realm of somebody's financial life or you know guiding them financially, it's not much different. All around us, I believe there are people trying to sell us doom, gloom, and catastrophe, right? Just if you'll give them their attention, they'll, they'll, they'll sell that to you. At the end of the day, uh, they're kind of like a broken clock. They may actually be right twice a day, right, or periodically, but they're just as surprised about them being right as, you know, as everybody else is. So keep that in mind. Getting clients to plan for their life that they want, I believe, is far more important than trying to help them avoid hypothetical catastrophe that's beyond their control. In a world that's hell-bent on persuading them that the apocalypse is around the corner, I think it's far more important, and frankly, the secret to this whole process is helping them avoid that zigging and zagging with every news cycle and just making that plan, charting their course, because what you realize over time, and what I'm driving at, is that when you review your own plan and you review your own circumstances, you realize that the new cycle doesn't really affect you. Um, it doesn't merit your attention. It doesn't deserve your emotional energy, much less your attention. So the more quick you are to make a plan, stick to it, and stick to it, you know, the, the problem that may be out there. Uh, isn't all consuming because you know that, you know, to a large degree, most of those problems that are a part of the news cycle, they don't affect you. Um, but again, the choice, the choice is yours, just like it was for, for me in Ranger School. The choice is typically in your court. Do you want the problem to become all consuming, even though it may not affect you? Or do you want the solutions to become more clear based off of how you've done the prior planning necessary? The next piece that I think I learned from from my experiences in Ranger School are that planning always precedes um, execution and results. Um, you know, and, and really that stress testing and rehearsals are a part of that process as well. So it may sound like a small thing, but stress testing and rehearsals are a friend like no other. 
especially, you know, in, in the military, it's drilled into us that you rehearse constantly and you realize who's been kind of giving lip service to the whole plan uh, and not really paying attention. Um, but everyone has to understand their plan or their process or their part of the process. They have to understand everybody else's capabilities, limitations and expectations in order for the operation to work seamlessly. It just has to be part of the process. A plan can look really great on paper, but then there's that moment where you realize you haven't really slept in three nights. Uh, you're cold, you're wet, you're hungry, you're tired. And frankly, things look different under night vision green than they do on a map. And you're like, oh boy, how did I get here? Life just looks different. Those that succeed and those that don't uh, ultimately are defined by whether they can just take the next step and take the next the, the next logical uh, step forward in their progression, right? Um, but the only way that you're able to do that is that you surround yourself with the people that are able to help you uh, because there's going to come a point at which you're a little bit overwhelmed. You're like, shoot, what do I do next? And then you've got somebody right on your left hand or your right hand that you've kept close to you in the planning process that says, okay, hey, I know that that's not quite what we wanted, but here's what we're going to do next. In your financial life, it's not much different. You want to have CPAs, estate attorneys, wealth advisors that are all sitting at the same table, helping you, guiding you, and making sure that they're all seeing the same picture. The dirty little secret about uh, most of the advice industry is that it's done, most of the planning is done in a siloed fashion. There aren't very many wealth managers out there or financial advisors out there that have actually sat alongside your estate attorney or even met your CPA and worked along with your CPA. And so no rehearsals have been done in, in reality for your financial life. So it's incredibly important that you walk through those rehearsals every year and say, hey, has something changed in my, in my personal life that affects my estate plan? Is my cash flow tax efficient? Is my investment portfolio tax efficient? Those are really important things to keep in mind. So the, the last piece that I'll probably talk through um, is to put it bluntly and, and mildly is discipline and consistency you learn are far greater than what appearances may be. So when you first enter ranger school, you think you're going to be doing all those cool things like rappelling, jumping out of rain, you know, out of airplanes, conducting raids at night, so on and so forth. And after going through ranger school uh, and through that experience, you know what I look back on and I appreciate even more? Somebody who can do just the basic things predictably. That person who simply just does what's in front of them to do and does it with brilliance and excellence and predictability is, 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 is far greater, of far greater importance to me than you could possibly imagine. Ranger School forces you to be thankful for simple things like accurate supply reports um, that get you the right amount of food and water when you need it. <clears throat> Uh, you never again take for granted someone who can land navigate uh, in tough terrain. I'll, I'll literally never forget the first time that someone tried to dead reckon in uh, mountains, in the mountain phase of ranger school. And um, that was one hellacious night of going up and down. And so I can firmly attest that uh, just because it's called a foothill, it doesn't mean that you should go over it with you know 90 to 100 pounds of food, water, and ammunition on your back. 
Um, just, I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend trying it. I can also tell you that there are people that I entered the course with that I thought I would depend on. You know, they just, they seemed like they had the physical skills and, and traits necessary uh, that you're like, wow, that's, that's somebody that I'm going to definitely depend on. And it wasn't the case. Uh, there were also people who physically didn't seem like they would be uh, up to the challenges as much as someone else would, you know, readily, you know, just basically what they'd been through, but their mind was so sharp and they were just such a dependable, disciplined human being that I would walk over broken glass to this day uh, to help those per- those people because they were dependable. They were where they needed to be, when they needed to be there, and they they were uh, some of the least selfish people that I've ever met. Um, their mind never stops. They're always thinking ahead. Um, they're always mission-oriented, and they're critical thinkers. So if you trans- translate this to the wealth advice industry, um, oftentimes, you know, that the clients that, uh, or, or prospects that, that uh, have a, you know, 30 or maybe even 40 times net worth of what their lifestyle expense are, they're more likely to drive a Ford than they are a Ferrari. They might have a Costco membership rather than a private plane. Um, they, they fly business class, right? So the reason they do that is because their vision is far greater than their lifestyle expense or their lifestyle goals, right? They're more set on building something um, than having an appearance of, of you know, whatever else the, the case may be. Maybe they want to help their kids or their grandkids buy a business. Um, they want to help people in their community. But back to that that whole piece of you know that I, I mentioned earlier that discipline and consistency is greater than appearances. There are a lot of people that have a far greater impact than you would ever imagine when you finally read their tax return. It's one of the most humbling things that you can ever encounter. How does this translate to the wealth advice industry? Well, um, yes, there may be some Hollywood caricatures out there of what. Um, a wealth advisor might look like. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, most of the people that I respect in this industry, uh, (laughs) deep down are are nerds, right? Um, If it wasn't for our wives, we wouldn't have any sense of fashion whatsoever. And our idea of of a hobby is that we get to go to work because we love this industry. Um, And frankly, the, the only way that we really unwind is, you know, when we find whatever it is our kids or you know, grandkids are doing, and we go do that because we want to invest in, in people when we get done investing in, in the market. Good financial advisors typically are, are really annoyed by most, of, most news. Not necessarily because it's inaccurate, but because it's completely unhelpful most of the time. And the, the questions that we would have asked if we would have had, if that would have been our, our, our uh, opportunity, are never asked, right? But these people, these, these nerds, as I, <laughs> I self-identified as, uh, are the people that you want beside you when those important financial decisions need to be made for your family and your family's future. They get it because this is their life's work. So just like you know, going into, into ranger school and you know, me thinking, oh, well, somebody is you know, 6'4 and, and 220 and they're, they're going to be a strong person, um, if they're mentally weak, right, it's, it's not, not the case. Uh, so someone that, that may have all the trappings of, of what you think or Hollywood thinks someone in the financial advice industry is um, may not be the best fit for you. It just depends.
So thank you for indulging my trip down memory lane. Um, I think I'll leave things there for now. But if you've got any questions, any thoughts uh, about the above, please let me know. Uh, also, please like and rate the, the uh, podcast as this helps me uh, reach and serve additional listeners. And as always, uh, know that I'm wishing you and your family continued truth, beauty, and goodness in the road ahead. Have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.